Welcome to The Bull and the Bear, a money and markets podcast. We give you the advice you need to know to make investing safe and profitable. With The Bull and the Bear podcast, you'll get exclusive access to some of the top thinkers, analysts, advisors, and gurus in the investment business. And now for your hosts, Matt Clark and Charles Sizemore. Hello, everyone. Matt Clark, research analyst for Money and Markets here with your Bull and the Bear podcast. And before I get into today's podcast, I do want to tell you that Chief Investment Strategist Adam O'Dell's Millionaire Masterclass launched a couple of weeks ago. In it, he explains his trading strategy that leans pretty heavily on a principle that we've talked about numerous times here, and that is buy high, sell higher. It's called the momentum principle. It's a strategy he actually used to make investments to allow him to retire at the age of 33. Like I said before, I'm not 33. And I kind of wish I would have known the strategy. My investment portfolio would probably look a lot better than it does now. But you don't want to miss it. So just head over to www.theinvestingsecret.com and find out more about this amazing, amazing strategy and how Adam used it and how you can use it. Again, that's www.theinvestingsecret.com. Now, on with today's podcast. December is traditionally a pretty slow month for the market. Investors are focusing more on next year and looking ahead to 2021 and, and you know, even more to the holidays uh, than they are looking at really anything else. But this December, just like this year, is anything but traditional, especially when it comes to initial public offerings or IPOs. This month uh, could capitalize on what's already been a very strong year for IPOs, despite the economic decline surrounding the coronavirus pandemic. As you can see by the chart I'm showing you now, there have already been more than 200 IPOs launched in 2020, according to the IPO research firm Renaissance Capital. A lot of that is due to the popularity of special purpose acquisition companies, or SPACs. These SPACs launch basically as IPOs with the intent of raising proceeds and using that capital to buy private companies, taking them public in what's called a reverse merger. Now, according to SPACinsider.com, 52 SPACs have filed for an IPO in 2020. That's more than any other year since they tracked starting in 20, 2009. Now, as you can see, you can see how SPACs have, have really driven the IPO market this year. And the proceeds from IPOs in 2020 have been, high, have been their highest since 2014, when a record-breaking 275 IPOs came to market. Around $74 billion in proceeds have come from IPOs this year. IPOs have raised more than $140 billion on U.S. exchanges this year, according to DealLogic and the Wall Street Journal. And that's more than the previous record set by the dot-com boom back in 1999. Those figures are only going to get higher as one big IPO launched today, and it's one I want to dive a little deeper into. DoorDash is a food delivery company and launched its IPO on Wednesday, uh, and it trades on the New York Stock Exchange under the ticker DASH, or DASH. Its price target is $102 per share, much higher than its previously revised figure of between $90 and $95 per share. It hopes to raise nearly about $3.36 billion on a valuation of $32.4 billion. The company's capitalizing on favorable market conditions coupled with the recent surge in demand for its services due to the coronavirus. Basically, a lot more people have to stay at home, and that means when they want to eat out, they have to order and use services like DoorDash to get the food brought to them. In fact, DoorDash has seen its market share in the U.S. jump to close to around 50% because of the pandemic alone. To put that in perspective, Uber Eats, which is second, only holds a 28% market share. DoorDash's business model focused more on suburban areas than on big cities. This was smart as suburban families tend to spend more on services like DoorDash and restaurants are typically farther away uh, from homes in the suburbs, forcing them to really have to have to use DoorDash and other delivery services to get food brought to them. 
Now, the coronavirus pandemic did create a big surge in revenues for both DoorDash and Uber Eats uh, as millions of Americans were locked down and really weren't able to go out to eat. DoorDash's revenue jumped from $360 million in the first quarter of 2020 to $880 million in the third quarter. But its competitor, Uber Eats, actually jumped significantly and even more so from $820 million in Q1 of 2020 to $1.45 billion in Q3. However, on the same token, DoorDash's net revenue has consistently been in the negative. Four of the top food, uh, five food delivery companies in the U.S. have also seen negative revenue over the last two years. DoorDash did see positive revenue in the second quarter of around $23 million, but that dropped back to a minus $43 million in the following quarter. And as you can see from the chart there, that all four major food delivery service providers have seen their net revenue in the negative, even after the coronavirus burst. But I think there's other things that you have to consider before you look at, at possibly buying DoorDash's IPO. First off, the competition in this market is very rampant. Food delivery businesses are catering to neighborhoods everywhere. Essentially, there's a lot of players in the game, and it makes it very difficult for one to rise above the rest. Uh, and plus, restaurants are proprietary. They can deal with whomever they want. They, not all of them will deal with DoorDash. Not all of them will deal with Uber Eats. But, one, but they will deal with one of them specifically. Another thing to consider is that growth in this market isn't necessarily going to be consistent. DoorDash has seen spectacular growth leading up to their IPO on Wednesday. The coronavirus, the purchase of caviar from Square Incorporated is a big reason for that. However, as the vaccine gets passed out and, there's, and we see the subsidence of the coronavirus pandemic, there's really no one else for DoorDash to really acquire to grow its business model. Postmates was bought by Uber and Grubhub is likely to be bought by the company Just Eat Takeaway. So there's really no other growth acquisitions on the horizon for DoorDash, leaving them no real ability to grow outside of just the core business. And then you have the issue of employees versus contractors. DoorDash is just like Uber and Lyft, uh, and they classify their drivers, or dashers as they're called, as independent contractors. This, however, has drawn some criticism from states like New York and California and other labor-friendly states, uh, and, and they're also those two states are also the two biggest food delivery markets for DoorDash. Um, and, and if states really press the issue, as California has done, DoorDash could be forced to make those contractors actual employees. That will jack up the cost due to higher wages they'll have to pay them as employees, plus insurance costs and other things that go along with that. So it, it creates kind of an issue for DoorDash. So all that said, coupled with the fact the company still hasn't made any money yet, I can't really justify jumping into DoorDash's IPO right now. Slower growth, more competition, headwinds from employee classification, and all those other things could very well see those net revenue losses get bigger and drive the price of the stock down. Of course, every IPO typically sees a bump on the first few days after it launches because there's a lot of excitement around it. In this instance, however, I think you'd be better served to wait at least until the lockup period passes or even after the coronavirus pandemic subsides to get a real clear picture as to DoorDash. Plus, I see that price, uh, the share price dropping, making it an even better potential buy in the future as this cost will go down from 102 to even lower than that, maybe even the $80 range, perhaps even lower. Now with that, make sure, I do wanna make sure that you check out our YouTube channel. Uh, and just make sure you're already on you. If you're already on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to our channel. And uh, whenever that, whenever you do that, hit that notification bell and you get notified each and every time we put up a video. Also, you can listen to the Bull and Bear podcast as an actual podcast. Uh, and you can check it out on any podcast syndicator, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio. Uh, we're in podcast channels that actually serve certain countries like India, Germany, and the UK. Uh, make sure you subscribe and get alerted each and every time a new podcast is released. Leave us a review or comment either on a podcast platform or here on YouTube. 
Uh, we'd love to hear, see what you have to say, and love to hear your feedback. If you have any questions or uh, you want to see a particular stock or sector uh, for us to examine, do so. Just email us at thebullandthebear at moneyandmarkets.com, and we would love to do that as well. Also, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, encourage you to head over to moneyandmarkets.com. This is kind of our hub. This is where everything lies. Uh, and we want to make sure you go there and check out all the uh, content that we have on the website. It's, it's not meant to sell you anything. It's more meant to provide you safe and sound investment information for your portfolio. You can sign up to get our free e-letter. We put one out each and every day, Saturday to Sunday, uh, seven days a week. It, it is completely free. Just give us your email address and uh, we will be more than happy to start sending that out to you as soon as possible. Coming up on Friday, I'm going to have much, much more here on the Bull and the Bear podcast. We'll fly solo. Uh, my uh, partner in crime, Charles Sizemore, is actually out, so it will be just me. Uh, I'm going to take a look at a few things and uh, give you some tips on what you might look for in 2021. Until then, this is Money Markets Research Analyst, host of the Bull and the Bear podcast, Matt Clark, wishing you all safe trading. You've been listening to the Bull and the Bear, a Money and Markets podcast. Tune in each week to hear insights on how to make investing safe and profitable for you. 